Hello, uh, welcome to the new voting project. My name is Kunal, your host. Probably seen a lot of these videos. <laughs> it's the same person. Uh, today we're here with um, Jenini Ramachandran, correct me if I'm wrong, um, a social justice attorney, a labor rights activist, and a candidate for state assembly in District 18 here in California. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. I know campaigning can be hectic and crazy. <laughs> so yes, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Sure. All right, so let's dive into these questions. Um, for our viewers, kind of detail what you've done as an attorney um, and touch on how your college education prepared you to run for office and what you do today. Sure. Um, yeah, so before the campaign, I was working as a staff attorney at Family Violence Appellate Project, which is a nonprofit based in Oakland but serves survivors of domestic violence and family violence across the state. Um, and part of our work involves representing survivors of violence in their legal appeals for family law issues, for tenants' rights issues, for workers' rights issues, and another component of the organization focuses on policy advocacy and systems change work. So in order to um, enact legislation that serves survivors of violence in various aspects of their lives, which meant I get, to, which meant I that I also got to um, advocate for. Uh, pro-tenant bills, uh, workers' rights bills during the pandemic, as well as um, amendments to the family code that would support survivors of violence. Got it. And, and college prepares you to do what you do? Um, um, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would think so. Law school then. Um, yeah. yeah, of course, because, you know, uh, I went to Berkeley Law, I did my st undergrad at Stanford, and I mean, to be honest, in, in college, I studied something completely different. I had no idea that this is that this is the kind of public service I wanted to do. I studied international relations. I uh, thought I was going to save the world from a little cubicle in Washington, D.C. Uh, quit my first job because um, wow. I hated everything about that world. Wow. And that led me into direct community service work and uh, community health clinic work, and which led me to law school in here. That's good. I'm glad to have you here. There's some serious work that needs to be done in 8018. Um, moving on to our next question, kind of a follow-up. Um, why enter politics? You're a first-time candidate, for those that don't know. Uh, why try to pursue elected office? Um, you know, just a simple question of why, why you're running, right? Mm -hmm. I guess I always start with why not? You know, everyone says that you're supposed to wait your turn, that you're supposed to run for loafer for to be a de party delegate then school board then city council then bart board and then maybe by the time you're 60 you run for state assembly i think we need to re rethink that culture i think we need young people to start running for office because in my opinion there are lots of different life experiences that can make you a, a qualified to be a good lawmaker um you know i'm 29 years old but 29 was not considered young back in the day. Joe Biden was elected senator at 29. We have Ella Hugh Harris, um, who was supporting me in this race, was elected 20, when he was 29 years old to this very state assembly role. Um, but all of a sudden now, particularly when it comes to women of color running, we need to be older, more experienced, have connections. And I think we need to, re, we need to shift that culture and rethink what it means to have qualifications to run. Because... Anyone can learn the rules of how the state assembly actually operates, and I actually do have experience advocating for certain pieces of legislation, but I actually am familiar with the process, but I think that my experiences doing direct services work are the most important thing that are gonna, that's going to make me a good lawmaker. Hmm. Interesting. 
And what are some of your, what are you running on? You know, what are your primary policies and why should voters support you on those policies? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the part that excites voters about our campaign is that we have very clear policy goals. We're fighting for a $22 minimum wage because no family can survive off of $15 an hour anymore. In Oakland, if you worked a minimum, wa um, a minimum wage job, you'd have to work 89 hours a week to afford a one-bedroom apartment. And that's not how our system yeah. should be working. I'm yeah. fighting for stronger tenant protections. Um, in the past, I've done eviction defense here in Oakland, yeah. um, representing elderly tenants, tenants who are survivors of violence, and so many other things. And we need to keep communities housed. Um, I'm fighting for a Green New Deal. You know, we have too many lawmakers that say, yes, climate change is real. No, we're not going to do anything about it. And I think we need to enact really true climate solutions now. Um, I believe very strongly in a Medicare for all system. We need a single payer system that covers every single Californian and under a single payer system, yes, we'd eliminate shareholder profits for insurance companies, but would save every single, would cover every single Californian while saving our state billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. These are pretty bold and progressive ideas. Mm -hmm. um, kind of switching gears here, talking about voting rights what this channel is meant to talk about. What were your thoughts on the 2020 election? Um, and what solutions, you know, would you offer to my generation, right? Gen Z or whatever that means. What would you say on the 2020 elections? I mean, that exercising your right to vote matters and we need to call out injustices everywhere it happens. Um, we need to call out injustices within the Democratic Party as well. Sure, in 2020, the big issue was Republicans not believing that the right. vote was valid and all of that, but we have major problems within the California Democratic Party. I personally filed a complaint against the California Democratic Party appealing its endorsement process of my opponent because there were allegations of voter fraud. There were clear violations of the party's own bylaws and conflict of interest included, uh, that involved our state attorney general. But I think we need to we need to question everything, not just Republicans. We need to question everyone in positions of power, um, because it's very apparent that in the California Democratic Party and probably many Democratic parties across the country, um, that we give people a pass if they're a Democrat, and that's that should not remain the same. Um, there's so much corruption that happens um, in our state politics and in our federal politics, much of which is within the Democratic Party itself. So my advice for young people interested in politics is call out the injustices wherever you see them. Don't be afraid to call things out just because uh, the folks who are committing these violations or engaging in corruption or ethical issues, don't be afraid to call them out just because they're Democrats. We need to call out everything because we need we need to reform um, our government and in all systems, so. Yeah, yeah amen to that. Um. <laughs> How important is voting? You kind of touched on it. What would you say? Uh, how important is voting? And should people, you know, my age, I'm 17, um, should 16 year olds be allowed to vote? Should younger folks be allowed to vote? You know, for example, for their school board elections is one that to bring up, maybe their city council. Um, kind of discuss why voting rights is a critical issue. We need to 16 and, and older should be voting for on everything. I mean, youth are left out of so much of you know policy agendas and budget priorities california ranks 41 out of 50 states in dollars spent per child because we don't have a strong enough lobby for young people for youth for education and we have to start changing that and i think part of that includes giving 
16 and 17 year olds the right to vote, not just for school board, but for all elections. Um, you know, if 16 year old and 17 year olds, you know, go through life, I mean, serious life experiences and are treated as adults in our criminal justice system, if, you know, 16, 17 year olds can become parents, if they can become um, emancipated, if there's so many like responsibilities put on the shoulders of 16 and 17 years old, why aren't we giving them the same rights as well? Right. Makes sense. I mean, I would love to vote. I'm going to be voting for my first election next year, the primary and the general. Um, and I guess in closing, you're in a tight schedule. Um, what is your advice um, for teenagers, for Gen Z? Um, what can we do to impact voting, elections, the policy priorities you're fighting for, um, or to stay engaged in politics? What, what would you recommend we do as the next class? Yeah, um, two things. Firstly, get involved in local campaigns. <laughs> Um, sorry, I lost you for a second. Um, yeah, I, was saying, I was saying the, the two things. Firstly, get involved in local campaigns that you feel strongly about. Door knock for people. Um, you learn so much by knocking on people's doors. And, you know, I personally, as a candidate in a special election, knock on doors every single day. I just came back from knocking on doors. I did it in the primary, and that's frankly how I got into the top two, and that's how I intend to win it all the way to Sacramento. Hearing on campaigns. Uh, through door knocking, dropping literature, talking to voters, showing up at farmers markets, really teaches you a lot about, you know, the district you live in. But yes, it helps you, you know, learn communication skills and all that. But mostly it helps you be in touch with voters. There's so many different kinds of people out there and um, learning and si sitting and taking a minute to listen to what constituents have to say is super important. Um, and I encourage folks to get involved in campaigns and see what it's like. Um, there are a lot of ways to be involved in politics. Not everyone has to run for office. Um, not everyone is meant to ideally run for office, but there's so many ways to be involved and engaged in the political system and all of us should be. And I'm very proud of, you know, the new generation of folks that are politically engaged. You know, my generation, when I was, I was in high school for part of when Obama was president and that led to apathy because things were like, all right, we're good. And most of college as well was under Obama. And, there was a sense of apathy because things were fine. It didn't always, his policies didn't harm, harm our everyday lives for the moment. Some of them did for a lot of people because Obama had a lot of problems as well and was not great on issues like immigration and things like that. But, um, you know, all of a sudden people got more politically engaged when it was very apparent that Trump was harming all of our um, individual lives. And we need to treat um, all elections, local, state, and federal, as important as that. We need to wake up to realize that if we don't start being involved at the local, state, and federal level, we're going to get more Donald Trumps out there. We're going to get people who are corrupt politicians. And remember, those corrupt politicians can be very present within the Democratic Party. So um, my advice is to volunteer with campaigns, get involved, see what it's like to phone bank and knock on doors. Um, you know, get time, ask for time to hang out with the candidate and to, you know, shadow the candidate and see what they're doing uh, to get exposure to it. Um, and then tell your own, then tell your friends to vote. You know, 18, 19 year olds, 20 plus year olds really don't rate, vote at the rate that 65 and over year olds do. In this special election, only 21% of all registered voters voted at all. And ballots were mailed to people's houses. 
that's a yeah. shockingly low voter turnout, and that's not how democracy should work. And we know most of those ballots were not cast by 19 and 20 year olds. They were cast by 65 and older uh, because these are people with the time and resources and know-how and general voting tendencies that showed up and vote. Um, well, not, not ex we, don't, we don't actually have the breakdowns, but it's, it's very clear that it was not young people that were showing up and voting, not Gen Z, and not certainly I'm a millennial, certainly not a lot of my own folks, too. So, Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, and is there anything you want to add about your race? Where can people follow you, stay updated, contribute to your campaign, maybe host an event? Yes, um, we are a, running a very grassroots campaign, and we have over... Um, you know, 500 active volunteers, which is great, but we need more because we, um, my opponent has about $2 million. I have one-tenth of that. Um, and we do absolutely, and, and part of that reason is because I don't accept corporate contributions uh, because I want to be a politician that's an independent thinker that doesn't have anyone whispering in my ear about which ways to vote or what things to do. I want to be accountable only to the people, which means I have a lot less money, but which also means that grassroots contributions really help, which means that vol volunteering your time to knock on doors, to spread the word to your neighbors and things like that really, really make a difference. Um, you can learn more about ways to get involved at jenany4ca.com. That's my first name, J-A-N-A-N-I-F-O-R-C-A.com. Um, there's a link to my email address too and the link to volunteer. We would love for folks to get involved. Um, there are plenty of ways too if, you're, if you or people you know are not comfortable leaving your house right now or not as mobile. There are ways to phone bank, write postcards, things like that that you can do from the comfort of your home. But I invite you to support, make a small dollar contribution because everything helps. So, yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. I know campaigns can be crazy. Um, and for your unique perspective, I think that's very invaluable. Um, I would love to have you back on the show when you win, um, FYI, because you are going to win, right? Um, that's, that's, that's the priority right now, but yes, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. All right. Yeah. Good luck on the campaign and please volunteer guys, please, please. Thank you so much.